we might have just heard is that God loves us. To be reminded that he loves us. You know, Father's Day, the, the first father, God the Father, so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. So, really, the first, the first Father's Day starts with a loving father who gave. And so I appreciate that reminder, Ashley. And We are all worthy of God's love because of Him. Not because of what we do, but because He's made us worthy. He said we're worthy of His love. He, he's decided that we were worth it. That's all worthy means. It means it's worth it. So if I, God already said you're worth it with Jesus. So if you ever doubt that, you have to just look at the cross and say, am I worth it? The answer is yes. I, I'm worth it. God already decided that. So on this Father's Day, I want us to look at a passage here uh, related to God the Father. Uh, you're not going to get a message today about how to be a better father, about how to work harder to be a, a better man or if you're not a man, a better woman, um, we're going we're gonna to hear a message about the Father. So I want us to open, open up your Bible to James chapter 1, and we're going to start in verse 16. James chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. You know, I was watch, I've, I've been watching a, a certain show uh, on TV, on Netflix, and it's got a really, it's got this really powerful theme about fathers, and I want you not to, you know, if you're prone to judging for what TV shows I watch, uh, or somebody else watches, um, you know, just, just lay that aside for a second. So I'm going to let you know the show, it's, it's, it's The Flash, okay? <laughs> okay? Now, whether you watch that show or not, I'm not necessarily even recommending it to you um, or saying you shouldn't watch it. I'm just saying that I, that I watch The Flash. And The Flash is a very interesting TV show that I stumbled upon by just going through Netflix and going, no, 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 no. Do you do that on Netflix? I do it all the time. I, I, I sometimes wonder why I pay for this service, okay? I don't pay for cable, so I don't have TV, but I do pay for Netflix. And so you, I scroll through, and you usually just go, oh, I'm just going to watch the same old shows. I've got like two or three shows that I've watched. Let's just watch them again. And one day we just, I just said, I stumbled upon the flash and said, wonder what that is. <laughs> and so popped it on, and... Uh, it's it's a uh, if you haven't watched it, I want to spell, spoil too much of the story because you know it's really crazy and has lots of twists and turns. But basically, here's here's the 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 gist of the story is this young boy has his mother killed in front of him, and his father is is blamed uh, incorrectly for the murder. It was somebody else, but it was a supernatural being, basically another dark superhero that comes. And did it, and just they just saw a flash of light. But his father goes to prison for life for murder of his wife, though he did not do it. And so this young boy is left. He's a twelve-year-old boy, 
and he's, he's, a, he's a white boy, and he's taken in by a, a black cop who has a, one daughter. He's a single dad, and he brings this young man into his home. And, you know, just, and he becomes a father to him. Really, some of the best stuff about the show, I mean, if you're not into the superhero stuff, I, I get that, whatever. But there's some moments there where you just see the power of the presence of a father. And in the last episode I watched, his dad has now been freed because they proved that it was somebody else. They've gotten him out of prison, and he's going through another tough time. This kid becomes the Flash, okay, by the way, just through, you know, something happens, lightning strikes, blah, blah, blah. You know, superhero stories are all the same. Something happens, you change, or, except for Superman. He just came from another world. But um, <clears throat> just an alien power, right? So <clears throat> the Flash is in a dark place, we'll say, and they don't know how to get out of it because he can't run fast again, okay? We'll just say something happened in his life that has torn away his confidence to even try to run fast. And so his second father and his sister growing up, the the... The, he's a policeman and his daughter say, what are we going to do to help him? And she says, this is his kind of adopted sister, basically, the one he grew up with, says, I know who to get. And so who do they go get? They get his dad. And so his dad walks in the room and begins to speak to him. And he speaks out of his own life, and he speaks encouragement to him, and ultimately... <laughs> The flash becomes the flash again. He starts running again. And he uses his power and fights again. Even though he had a, a defeat, he was willing to get up and fight again because the voice of the Father was speaking in his life. I love the theme there. I can do without some of the whatever stuff. But, man, the, the theme of fatherhood um, is amazing. And really, that's, that's really, it really makes a difference. The presence of a father makes a difference. And so we might not have somebody that is our real dad come into our lives, but if nothing else, God wants to reveal himself to us as a father because his presence makes a difference. When God the Father shows up in my life and speaks, things change. When he walks into the room, when he draws near to me, uh, he's always near. It's really just me being aware of his presence and what's going on that God is speaking to me. But, you know, things change. There's power in the presence of the Father. And so as we look at the character, uh, one of the characteristics of God today, I want to be reminded of his presence in my life. If you've never experienced God as a father, ask him. Ask him to reveal himself like that because you need it. You need it. You weren't, we were created to have fathers and mothers. We were create, that was the, the, the way God created things, to have, to have these people in our lives that would, would speak into our lives, that would encourage us, that would pray over us, that would prophesy over us, that would declare life over us, that would correct us when necessary, and that would be an example to us. So let's read this scripture, Holy Spirit, open the word of God. James 1 and 16, it says this, Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. 
So I want us to just look at these two verses today, and we're going to go one other place in, in the Word to, to get an example from. But here's the deal for this. It starts out with this. It says, don't be deceived. In other words, there, there's, a, there's a possibility that I'm going to believe the wrong thing, that I'm going to, that I'm going to begin to believe a lie. So the, the writer, through the Holy Spirit, is saying, hey, you need to watch this. You need to, don't be deceived. And what are we not to be deceived about this, this time? That every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. That's the truth. But there's a danger that comes that tries to, to, to deceive my life from recognizing that everything good comes from Father God. You see, when something bad happens, think about this, what, who do we tend to blame? When the bad stuff happens, we tend to blame God. If you're a Christian, you blame the devil, right? <laughs> but in general, like human beings, you know, if something horrible happens in their life, some, people suddenly become believers in God and they start blaming Him for everything. I mean, even in our own lives, don't you? I mean, when something happens, sometimes you're like, God, what's up? And we're blaming Him. Basically, we're deciding that every bad and evil thing that comes into my life is from God instead of every good and perfect thing comes from the Father. So I'm being deceived. If I believe that the evil in my life and the, and the destruction in my life is coming from Father God, then I have been deceived. When I blame God for the things that have gone wrong in my life, then I'm being deceived. I am walking in a lie. I am seeing things that don't exist, that are not true. And so James says, hey, don't be deceived about this. Because here's the truth. Everything good comes from the Father. So if you have anything good in your life, every single thing that's good in your life, do you have health right now? It's from Father God, the good Father. Do you have a good relationship in your life? Just one. That's a perfect, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father in heaven. Can you breathe really well? Do you have strength to walk? Everything good in our lives, the source of that is Father God. The source of every good and perfect gift is Father God. We, we, we get into deception when we, number one, blame God, but also when we maybe think that we have good things in our life because we do good things. Right? That's one of the deceptions. If I'm good, then good stuff happens to me. You know, karma? <laughs> karma don't exist. Most of the time, you know, when people talk about karma, too, they talk about negative stuff anyway, right? I mean, they're talking about, you know, there is, there is a scripture in the Bible that's similar. Did I, say, did I say the same? Similar to karma. It says, you know, you reap what you sow. But here's the deal. In God's kingdom, there's something called grace and mercy that's greater than Reaping and sowing even. Because there's sometimes where I reap things that I definitely didn't sow. It's just a gift of God. It's just grace. Just sheer grace. So there's something a whole lot better than, than karma. <laughs> there's the goodness of God. So if I believe that if I'm good, that good things happen in my life, I'm being deceived. Because the Bible says... The truth says, the Word of God says, every good and perfect gift comes from Him. Anything good in my life 
I know I'm being repetitive here, but sometimes it has to sink in, right? Anything good in my life, that's Father God. That's the good Father. You know, or we might just think it's just by chance that, that we have good in our lives. It's just, hey, it was, you know, everybody gets a little bit of something. You know, some get more, some get less. You know, it's just, just by chance. I'm deceived. I'm deceived if I believe that it's just by chance that I have good in my life. The Bible says everything good comes from the Father in heaven. He's good. He's really good. Or if I believe this, there's nothing good in my life. I'm deceived because I bet you there is something good in your life. There's, there's always a seed of God's grace. There's always, there's always a seed of truth there somewhere. There's always, there's always a, some kind of window of, of opportunity that God, that God was there and doing something and we didn't recognize it. Maybe we've never even seen it before, but we need to understand the truth. There's good in my life. I mean, we live in the United States of America, for crying out loud. If you've never been around the world, we've got it good. God didn't bless the United States because we're more holy. He didn't bless the United States because He liked us better. He didn't bless the United States because, you know, just by chance, random, oh, let's just throw a dart at the globe. Oh, hit them. I'm going to bless them. No, it's because He's good. And He just said, I'm going to do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless you. I'm just, just going to do it because of my grace. Everything good comes from God. You know, we get it twisted around, like I said, and we tend to, to blame God for, for all the bad stuff, but He's not the source of that stuff. You know, evil was allowed in the world through humans, right? We were the, we were the gatekeepers. We were given authority over the whole earth. We were given dominion. And so the human beings, we are the ones that allowed that to happen. And there's a, there's a henchman who rebelled against God called the devil. And he was in heaven and he decided that he wanted to be better than God. And so he sinned first and, and rebelled against God. And so now he comes to, his goal in life is to get you away from God. If he can do that with, with, you know, with just leaving you alone, then he'll leave you alone. Some people are like, oh, i got a good life. I don't need God. Hey, the devil's just going to say, I'm leaving you alone. I ain't touching you. You're right in the place I want you to be. Or if he can get you away from God by ripping your heart out, then he's going to rip your heart out because he wants you far away from Father God. He wants you separated from a loving, good Father. He hates God. Hates him. You know, hate will drive you to some crazy things. Have you ever seen a hateful person? They just, you know, that will just do something just to do it. Very few, I think, truly hateful people in the world. They're just hateful to the core. But there's probably a few out there. Most people are just broken. They're just, they're just hurt, and they react out of their hurt. There may be a few that are just consumed with it. But, you know, the devil is consumed with that. Because of his hate for God, he hates his creation. He hates that God created us. He hates that God blesses us. He hates that God uh, gives good and perfect gifts to bad and imperfect people.
totally different than any other religion there is. Everything else out there has to do with works. But the truth has to do with grace. The goodness of God, and we just get to receive it. It's opening a gift. <laughs> Receiving the gift. Turning away from all this other stuff and saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow Jesus. He's got, the, he's got the goods. And so, because He's a good Father, then one of the good things that God wants to release in my life and in your life is that we would hear what He has to say about us. And there's a story in the Old Testament, if you want to turn there, it's in Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6, you can go ahead and pretend you're flipping in your Bible, okay? Just, just do this, some of you. I know some of you are using your phones, that's fine too. Find a Bible and just do this so it sounds like you're doing something, right? But the story of, of Gideon, one of my favorite stories... In the Bible, one that God has spoke to me many times on through many different circumstances. But Gideon is a great example of what happens when we, when we get God's identity right, then we, can some, we a lot of times get our identity right. You know, we, if we are confused about who we are, then the best thing we can do is not try to figure out who we are. The best thing we can try to do is figure out who God is who the Father is, and it's in understanding and knowing Him that I figure out who I am. If I, if I start to try to figure out my identity apart from Father God, then I'm going to find something that doesn't really exist, it's not really good, because I was created in Him. And so I, I can only find why I was created from the Creator. I can only go to the source, the make, as we talked about this week in VBS, the Maker, there's a maker. I've been made for a purpose. And so it, until I step into that purpose, I'm always going to be searching. I'm always going to be looking. I'm always going to be confused. I'm going to be, uh, you know, be swayed this way or that. I'm going to be unsure of who I am and what I'm called to do because I don't know him. And Gideon was one like that. The book of Judges is a depressing book. If you want to get depressed, read Judges, okay? <laughs> you know, read... Because it starts out like this. And the people of God... Quit following God, and so God let them be taken over by their enemies. And it just then He sends a deliverer. They cry out to God, and He sends a deliverer. And you know, God will let something hard happen in your life if it gets you back to Him, because that's really good. Because God can only do good things. So if the only way to get you back to Him is to allow something hard and difficult and challenging. To get you to Him, that He's gonna get, He's gonna let the hard and difficult and challenging, and heartbreaking thing into your life. Because if that's what's gonna get you to Him, that's ultimately good. You're like, oh, that was a little deep. I think that was a little deep. So it's still ultimately good and a perfect gift from heaven, because it leads me to Him. So Gideon is in one of those moments where it looks like God has abandoned them. The people of God are like, everything bad has happened. You know, it says, it says their enemies were taking them over. It says they would plant crops, and then people would come in and steal their food. So, and it says, so they started, the people of God, this is the people of God. 
They're hiding in the mountains. They're, ma- they're digging little holes. I'm just going to hide in here for a while. You know, they're hiding in the caves and they're, they're in darkness and, and they're, they're scared of everything bad that's going to happen to them. And they begin to cry out to God. Every time they cry out to God, what does God do? He answers. He doesn't say, man, this is like the eighth time I've done this. I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> Obviously, you don't get it, so see you later. Have a nice life. Enjoy, enjoy your, the fruits of your labor. How's karma working out for you? Now, no, God doesn't say that. What does it say when they cry out to the Lord? He sends a deliverer because he's good. He's merciful. He's gracious. But he's also holy. So he says, hey, if you're going to wander around and serve other gods, I'm going to leave you alone. I I can't be a part of that. So there's a guy named Gideon that God decides is is the one he's going to call. And pick up in verse 11. It says, the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash, the Abiezrite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. A lot in that run-on sentence right there um, that's going on. I don't know that it's really a run-on, but you know the angel of the Lord. Number one, who's the angel of the Lord? Let me just simplify it for you right now. Jesus. And I, here, here's how we know this is God appearing is no angel in the Bible ever receives worship. And later on in this passage, Gideon's going to worship this angel of the Lord, and the angel receives it. So you know this has to be an appearance of God. Who appears in the appearance of a man out of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? It's the Son, Jesus. So most likely, this is Jesus. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak. It's very specific. There's a specific tree. There's a specific place to a specific man's land. And Gideon is threshing wheat in a wine press. Uh, I don't know much about farming and threshing wheat, but that wasn't normal. Okay, so he was doing that because it wasn't the time for, you know, squishing up the grapes for wine. And so he thought, nobody's going to be looking for me here. Maybe this food won't be stolen. So he's, he's in a place of fear. He's in a place of hiding. And it says, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. But sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our fathers told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and put us in the hand of Midian. And the Lord, look, now the angel of the Lord is the Lord. The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have. And save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? But Lord, Gideon asked, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh. I'm the least in my family. I'm nobody. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I don't have any skills. I, you know, I forget things. I've messed up in my life. I've done bad stuff. And the Lord answered, I will be with you. And you will strike down all the Midianites together. And so then what happens is Gideon then offers a sacrifice to the Lord. That's how we know the angel of the Lord is the Lord, not just an angel. It was at Scripture in Psalm 34, it says, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. Maybe that can mean something more to you now that you know that, hey, that's not just the angels encamping around you. That's Jesus himself 
encamping around you and protecting your life. Psalm 34, it's a good one. So what happens when God shows up is God declares over Gideon who he really is. Was Gideon acting like who he really is? No. Did Gideon know who he really was? No. Uh, you know, did anybody else know who Gideon was? No. He's the least. He's the he's the he's the least. He's the least. He's the least. And he's hiding threshing wheat in a wine press. But when God shows up, He declares over Gideon, "The Lord is with you, mighty warrior." The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Here's my thought for you from this. What is God declaring over you that you don't believe? <laughs> We've got to hear the voice of the Father. We've got to hear the voice of God. What does He say? Because the voice of God matters most. What he says about me matters more. You know, Gideon didn't know he was a mighty warrior. He'd never had the thought that he was a mighty warrior. He didn't even know that God was with him. But, God, but he shows up and says, hey, I'm with you. You're a mighty warrior. I like to just read that scripture and just receive it for myself. If you want to do that yourself too, go ahead and do that. There's a great, great song by a guy named Rick Pino called Mighty Warrior. Just go listen to it. He just sings this verse over and over for like 10 minutes. If you don't get it after listening to that song, here's what you do. Hit repeat. Do it again. <laughs> don't get it after that one. You know what to do. You can, there's a button on your phone that just says, play that one over and over again. Find, find something. Read, read the scripture. Hey, until, until you begin to hear the voice of God speaking over your life. Because there's a lot of voices Especially those of us who haven't had fathers, we don't, we, don't, we don't hear the voice of the Father very clearly because the voice of the Father has been confused for us or it's been broken or we didn't have it there or the voice of our Father was, was, was demeaning and, and hurtful and destructive in my life and I have to begin to forget that voice that's in my ear and I have to begin to hear the voice that's in my heart that's from heaven. That's the Father, the perfect Father in heaven as He begins to declare who I am. And again, it's not so I figure out who I am because I want to know who He is so I know who I am. I want to know the good Father. I want to know the one that's giving me every good gift. The Father of lights. The one who doesn't change. You know, every single other person, look around you. Look all around these people. Sometime, one of us is going to just... One time we're going to say one thing, and another time we're going to say or do another. We're going to change. We're going to have a shifting of shadow. It says, though, that the Father in heaven, there's no, there's no change in the shadow. In other words, it's always the same time of day. The shadow's in the same place. I can always come to God, and He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't have to think that He's changed, or He's, you know, I'm, I'm hiding this from you today, or, you know, you're not going to get this today. When you pray today, I'm not listening. Whatever. No, He's the same. Always the same. That's a huge thing about God that we don't, we don't understand how amazing that is. Because everybody else changes. You know what? I change. I don't parent my kids the same way. Sometimes I'm inconsistent. Sometimes I'm harder on one kid than on another. Sometimes I'm quicker to get the spanking stick out than sometimes I let it go a little bit longer. Right? I'm, I'm changing. I'm not the same. I'm not perfect. 
I'm not a perfect father, but he is. So if he's bringing correction in your life, it's always the same. It's not like, oh man, God, it's, that's so unfair. That's so unfair. Last time, you know, hey, what about, what about John or what about Shane? Or, you know, how about disciplining Greg Long for a little bit? Or, you know, uh, you know how about Ronnie Maven or somebody that really needs it like Pastor John? You thought I was going to say your name, huh? <laughs> no, it's, all, it's always the same. He's, he's consistent. He stays the same. He's good. That's someone I want to know. That's someone I need to hear what he says about me. So I want you to close your eyes right where you're at. Thank you right now. I invite you, Father God, to come and speak to us. And I command every voice that's not Father God, be quiet in Jesus' name. And I want you to ask the Father right now, is there any lie I'm believing about you, Father God? Just ask him that quietly. Is there any lie, Father God, that I'm believing about you? And if you heard something, you can ask God, why am I believing that lie? Just ask him, why am I believing that lie, Father God? And he may tell you that you need to forgive somebody. You might need to forgive your father for something. Maybe another, another authority figure in your life that was like a father. There may be a hurt there. There may be just, you just need to say, I, I renounce that lie. I, I, I renounce believing that lie about you, Father God. I choose... To have no agreement with that lie in Jesus' name. Now, right now, we just ask you, Father God, just ask Him, hey, Father God, tell me the truth. Tell me the truth about you, Father God. And maybe he'd be so gracious enough as to tell you about you. So right now I want you to say, who am I, God? Tell me something about me today. And as you listen, we're going to take just a minute. I want you to listen for what God is saying to you. I want you to write it down. If you don't have a bulletin, just take an offering envelope. Write it on that. Write down what God the Father says about you today. Put it in your phone, whatever. Just write, get it written down somehow. Thank you, Lord. Just take a minute and listen.
You can do this on your own at home too. Sometimes it's good to take time and get let God speak to you and let Him reveal lies and you can deal with those lies, but also you want to not just deal with lies, you want to receive the truth and believe the truth. And so that's just a great model of a way to interact with God on your own and let Him speak to you. So I want to just pray over us as we close. Father, I just thank you that you are good. And I thank you that your word has declared that today. And we choose to believe your word. And we choose to thank you, God. I choose to thank you for every good and perfect gift that's in my life. Help me recognize those gifts and recognize that it's you. Lord, help me be thankful and and turn to thank you and not thank myself or just think it happened by chance or whatever the the case may be. I don't want to be deceived in any way, Lord. We don't want to be deceived in any way. We want to believe the truth that every good and perfect gift comes from you. And Lord, I thank you today for speaking into hearts. Lord, And if some of us, if we didn't hear you today, Lord, that's okay. Lord, we know we will hear you. Lord, so as we take time this week and this month and this year to hear your voice, Father, we invite you to speak to us. We invite you to tell us. Tell us things that will shock us, just like Gideon. He, wasn't, he didn't think he was a mighty warrior, but you knew he was. And as he walked with you, God, he became who you said he was. And Lord, the same thing's going to happen. When we walk with you, we will become who you say we are. It's what you say that matters most. And we choose to believe you above any other voice in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you still need prayer, you want prayer for something specific, please come on up or grab somebody next to you. Enjoy the rest of your Father's Day and uh, be blessed with the Father's presence.